0: Welcome, everybody, to the Low-Key Podcast. I'm Tim Malloy, here with Aaron Lanson and Keith Benny, and I want to start off with a huge thank you to Sam of the Sam Said It Podcast for filling in for me last week and doing a much better job than I do every single time he fills in. Um, I hope you guys aren't going to replace me. I get it. Uh, This week, we're talking about fresh, spoiler alert, starting now. This is a cannibalism kind of rom-com parody i'm not sure how to even describe it but i thought it was a very good movie uh directed by mimi cave um written by a former assistant to adam mckay lauren Kahn. Uh, that's part of how this movie uh took off adam mckay is a executive director executive producer of it uh, it stars daisy edgar jones who is best known for normal people who's incredible in this and sebastian stan who is also incredible uh but very upsetting uh <laughs> What did everybody think, uh Keith? Do you want to go first?
1: Uh, I, well, I knew you were gonna pick me first. Is it because <laughs> I picked the movie, or you did I, pick the movie? Uh, you did definitely <laughs> pick the movie. I definitely picked this movie. Well, I I don't know. I I feel like I had so many mixed emotions about this film. I I really felt like um it was also one of those movies that that to me. Is it's super surprising once you find out everything that's like going on, and those are like some of my favorite type of films. I also think it's one of the movies that I would have loved to have not seen a trailer for this. Like if I just went into this like knowing nothing, this would be like such and a he, and he, see. And you see how he didn't do that for us, Tim? You see that he saw the trailer, then he sent us the trailer. No, but but I knew y'all <laughs> I knew y'all would have had to see the trailer though. I, I, I'm sure y'all would have we, we trust we trust you. If you, you look, if nah, you give us nah. we have all picked Something and regretted it in the middle of
2: reviewing it. Like, but, Thanks, but with
1: that, with that being said, I feel like the trailer doesn't give up that much until you have seen the movie. Then you go back and see the trailer and like, oh, okay, now nah, that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you just know, like, something is something is afoot, like you know. And um, I don't know. It, it really got me. It kind of. Um, I know it's not as comparable, but it kind of reminded me and. Of um, get out in certain moments. Yep. Um, just, just, just from the basis of if, if you were thinking of it from a woman's point of view, and that situation where you like stripped of all your agency, and then being used for your body in some type of way, and then this type of way is to <laughs> literally eat. So, I don't know. Pretty, pretty, pretty shocking film in certain places. I don't. I don't know if it was more so, like, if I would define it as a parody of sorts.
0: Yeah, but, it kind of works as a straight horror movie or as a right. Copy.
1: Yeah. I don't know. What about you, Aaron? What was your first initial thoughts? Well, my first initial thought is that I was
2: shocked to realize midway through the movie that, Daisy Edgar Jones was not Allison Williams. I just thought this is Allison <laughs> Williams. So I was like, oh she's doing white girl get out okay interesting um but you know it, it, it is that movie, but that's not her. Um, so you know I do definitely just want to compliment the the casting and the acting in this film to even pull off this movie in any way that that is not just absolutely dismissible. Um, I think is uh, pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, like, this is a really weird idea. Um, and now the movie you can reference is the movie with the white girl who actually has no ass. You can mm-hmm. actually do that. People But I do think. Uh, but that's the way the jokes in this movie work, too. Right. <laughs> like they're they're not like, you know, knee slappers like oftentimes they're like these o- awkward dark humor <laughs> sorts of things where it's like oh who are we eating hope oh well yeah. <laughs> no well i i guess we ate all the joy maybe say there's a little hope left like you know just it's it's a really interesting um choice tonally to to take on the kind of and like you know like i wouldn't call it an epidemic necessarily but i do think the public is becoming more and more aware of like human trafficking stories and things yeah. like that, kidnappings and of all sorts. Um, and you know this is you know maybe something is actually could be happening out in the world. We don't know. this movie has a lot of allusions in many ways to like satanic stuff and like cult things like like uh, yeah. when they're eating and you see like the the like devil like head on a plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just
0: no yeah. they never mention it again. They just throw that in. I love that. Yeah.
2: Well, he mentions like Illuminati and what I meant not Illuminati. <laughs> he said like one percenters and you know, the the, the, the one like percent people. of the one percenters. Yeah, they want things that people absolutely are not supposed to be able to have, all that kind of stuff. And you know, it it does stuff where it's just you get a just enough of his background for him to still be mysterious, but like know that this guy re- like he believes in what he's doing. He believes it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like he's in there like this is his way of life and so I just think the movie does a really good job of taking a pr- like if somebody gave me this as an elevator pitch I'd go like I mean I'll listen to the rest but this sounds absolutely insane and no I'm not going <laughs> to produce this and then like when you hear all the excuses you're like oh well that could work that could work and I, I you know I'm really impressed especially just there's so many really great choices they make not seeing the credits until act one is done is a really hilariously cool idea having the viewpoint of her for like from the director like you're you're the one is a viewer being dragged to it's a lot of moments like you know where perspective is really done very well like in a way more creatively than i've seen in, in like kind of recent cinema of like the last decade or so like it just does a lot with perspective uh, that i think is really cool
0: yeah i wanted to throw in one thing because what you said about human trafficking um yeah. margot at movie maker interviewed the director of this movie mimi cave and asked about you know is there any basis for this at all and mimi cave said this script is not based on anything real so it's 100 fiction however we've seen jeffrey epstein we've seen cases of men that are in the scenarios that are the one percent of the one percent who are so wealthy that no one ever says no to them And I think there's this fascination of, okay, well, if no one's ever saying no to you, you can get anything you want. Does your tolerance for thrill-seeking just increase? How far can you push it? And I mean, it's funny because we hear human trafficking sometimes and it's just like, it just like sounds like a crime, like, oh, like Rico, it's just like a concept and you Mm -hmm. don't think about how horrible it is, but to hear somebody say, I'm going to harvest you for your meat versus I'm going to kidnap, kidnap you and put you in a, you know, storage locker with a bunch of other women and shift you across across the country to be a sex slave for the rest of your life every bit is horrible but it's like there's no the one we sort of we sort of take for granted that this happens in the world and oh that's really bad huh probably nothing we can do to fix it but it kind of shocks you out of that complacency when you see it illustrated with cannibalism but then the movie also has such a good you know everything i just said sounds horrible when you have this like sort of seductive movie that charms you and gets you invested in this character and you like, like her and also kind of like him um, until a certain point in the movie, it just really opens your mind to thinking about this stuff. And I think that's a really effective storytelling technique. It's also just a super entertaining, gripping movie. Like my wife and I watched the first hour to where things are really bad and then had to go to sleep and for the next like twenty four hours, I was like, "Man, I hope she fucking kills Sebastian Stan." Like, <laughs> just like imagining ways I wanted him to die. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh well. Pretty satisfying and,
2: and too. I, I, before we get there, I just want to ask: uh, this movie. Okay, so this is gonna sound weird maybe to some people, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I remember it being said, and I don't know enough about the history of this film to say with any um confidence what i'm saying i just remember hearing this um that some people use that movie as a um meant to use the the movie as a platform uh for people not eating meat yeah for sure okay so that is a thing all right well the thing is the reason i thought of that watching this movie is so the ways in which we see human flesh um being packaged and put away like it's processed beef or, you know, just a part of a pig that somebody got out, you know, somewhere. Because, you know, there there are markets all over the place where you can go out and you can see, like, you know, the legs and the breasts and whatever are just chopped up for you just out in the open. And to see human flesh be treated the same way, pounded and grinded and cut up and, you know, in all sorts of different ways and served in, in ways that we're used to like our favorite dishes. Um, that's a interesting um, way, but cause I, I mean like it, it's literally like that, like they grind of everything. It's like, Oh, it's just meat. You, you're thinking yourself, something like, Oh my God, it's human meat though. Yeah, um, Like that is, it seems like maybe another, um, you know, Opportunity. If the movie's trying to do this, to be like
1: you know, maybe meat isn't so great to have. I mean, I've thought about this once before. I was thinking like, um, (laughs) I know people who are just like so so turned on by meat, like meaning like it's like they cannot imagine not eating meat every day, like (laughs) real, like and 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 I thought about this one time. I said, what happened? What happens if some type of apocalyptic thing happened, right? Mm-hmm. and we have like this scarcity of meat meaning or like all the animals die or something right all the animals yeah. like, like the, the, why the last man except animals right or or <laughs> even like you see like in the, in certain zombie shows like The Walking Dead there's really no animals alive right so mm-hmm. I think those same people that's dead turned up turn, turned up about meat they will eventually go to eating human meat because they <laughs> so addicted to like the taste of flesh like, I mean, because I honestly think a human being could live with either or. Mm-hmm. It's always like that. You remember when I sent you, showed you and Sarah that video of, of um, chimpanzees eating, eating monkeys? Oh. I, yeah, I recall it.
2: I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, I know
1: why we're talking about it again. It's just, you know, I don't love remembering that, but yes. Right, but I think it's like <laughs> a similar concept. Like, right, really, like a, a chimpanzee, for example, does not have to eat meat. But every once in a while they have a taste for meat. So to a chimpanzee eat meat is meat at the end of the day, right? The same way as like some people might not eat a dog or a cat, but why is it? What's the Is it because we said in our mind that a dog and a cat is more intelligent All than right. a cow? I'll raise my hand here though. Different meat
2: does taste very different. Like I remember I had then I think you know what I'm about to say is about like who's cooking your meat. That is what it is. But I remember the first time I had duck.
1: It was the last time I had duck. Right. Now, but what I'm like, saying this, 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 this is, this is if it. you if you had... If you, if you just ha- always have to feel that you have to have a taste for meat, you're going to get it however you're going to get it if that's the case.
0: I, that's I mean, how I look at it. Man, not
1: everybody... I think people, the point i'm trying world, to make is that there's there's some there's some people that could be potential cannibals let that, that shit hit the fan oh, There are <laughs> a, yeah. there's the some with i the potential think we
0: did to like focus it on gender as opposed to making it an animal's thing is when she asked him do you ever eat men and he's mm-hmm, like no nope. mm-hmm. they like don't just taste casually no nah, women taste better women and, and better. so okay
2: that goes back to this thing and, and i don't know exactly you know i don't have the you know a woman's perspective but I do think the movie is doing something interesting with the idea, like you said, Tim, of like, what would people do, and in this case, men do, if they knew that they could get away with anything. Like, they could have some other people couldn't have, and it was something that would, you know, make it where somebody else would suffer. and I mean, suffer in the worst kind of way, but it didn't matter to you. Like, the idea, like you said, you know, when it comes to sex trafficking, I mean, like it's it's magnitudes of bad that are, you know, right around the same, like just the ways in which unfeathered power and and you know, lack of consequence can just allow people to feel like they can do anything. Even I mean, even the idea that somebody who's not as powerful as somebody with all that money, like that they would even serve somebody, you know, and be like part of the cog and machine that allows me to do wicked stuff it's just really weird
0: it has to be i hate thinking about like getting in the psyche but it has to be the powerlessness of the victim or the inappropriateness of the victim has to be part of it the thrill for them to get into i think this.
2: i think steve i think you're appropriately saying what we see in his character in this movie so steve being a sebastian stans character the one who, who um Captures Noah and, and you know puts her in the circumstance and is basically acting like the human
0: butcher box. Yeah, his real name is Brendan, which is my brother's name, and I'm definitely gonna give my brother shit about this for years. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my brother. You know what I'm talking
2: about. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Oh my god, you like that.
1: What movie? Okay, I'll <laughs> check it out. Hey. <laughs> another thing, another thing I was thinking about too when I was watching this movie, I was thinking back on this um some videos I watch where people, you know, speak out against pornography. And one of the things that they say is that porn reduces human beings to just body parts, Mm -hmm. pieces of flesh. Like you don't look at them as humans or anything. Like you are just looking at just body parts and stuff. Right. And so I thought that it was interesting in this film, like the particular body parts that were cut off, you know, with, most of the women in the film were usually something that a man or even women might find to be attractive, right? It's the butt, the breast, the legs, clean but, you point. know, pause part, like that. So I think that that also, to me, that kind of stood out to me too, is just this um, way of that we objectify people, especially how men view women and stuff. And, and they, yeah, there were no women eating in, even, in these even yeah women right you know,
2: yeah, and, you know unless yeah. being forced to you know
1: but there was also women who were a part of the system like me so like, that like, okay yes
2: can like we talk about wife, that
1: one second? like the wife for example and i look at that i see the allusions to that with both sex, pornography and sex trafficking because in sex trafficking you also got women that traffic women too yeah mm-hmm. and then yeah, in pornography I mean. you also got women who bring on other women young women into this um to this side of the, I guess you could say the entertainment industry.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you look at um, uh, Epstein's um, helper or-
0: Oh, just, J- I always uh, call her. I'm, I always call her I'm, Epstein aide and woman whose name I'm about to mispronounce. Uh, maxine
2: gladwell i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. exactly but like whatever I, I mean these people are you know they just have despicable yeah, despicable things they've done and it, it's weird thing about the fact that there are people who do this sort of stuff and i think that's one the, so this movie is scary in a way that's not about the blood um the bloodiest part in the entire movie is when the chomp happens um and you know i never th- so i saw chew uh, i don't know if anybody who's watching remembers that film do you guys remember chew i
1: haven't seen chew, I haven't seen it.
2: chew is a movie where a um a young girl's like 13 she she says she's 13 she um goes out to god okay i'm about to spoil this movie so i honestly recommend if you haven't seen it like pause this because it's a pretty good film really freaked me out but um I'm going to spoil it for these guys real quick. Basically, there's a scene like that. I won't say exactly what it is. Never mind. I won't say what exactly what happens, but basically, this girl who's 13 meets this guy who's an adult uh, after meeting him in the chat room. And wow. then he invites her to do a photo shoot with him in his place. And then stuff happens. So, um, you know, so go from there. It's a, it's a pretty excellent film. It has but a 9.4 on IMDb. It's wow. a great film. I really, really like that movie. It, um, I don't know. I gotta say, like, I just didn't think much of the fact that people who are grown who are adults actually do I didn't do this sort of stuff. It's just, you know, it's unfortunate. But uh, the movie has an interesting take on that. So um in this film though, um, the horror is really just about how simple mistakes can like lead to something like this. Like, you know, I always you say, I'm happy, I don't have to do the dating scene now. There's so much weirdness about it, especially like when you think about COVID and trying to date during COVID. Like, oh, I can't Jesus. even imagine. Um, but you know, in this case, she because you remember, like, there's that one time, like, she if I accept somebody's message and then the dude's like hyper messenger immediately, which is like a huge <laughs> red flag, and then he sends her a dick pic. He's like, Oh, god, like, you know, she didn't want that, yeah. And then the oh, the, the movie opened so funny, we didn't even get to that. Oh, great, the opening. First date. great opening yeah it was good it, it's it's you know it's kind of like you know cheesy and you could say like oh it's like all the stereotypes of like that kind of beta male wrapped in one but it still was like really hilarious like dude is like talking like he the shit he got her paying for the food cash only yada yada being racist to the to the the asian woman who's working there And then as soon as he can come up and kiss the things when going well, he she says no, and then he's like, You're not even my type anyway. You stuck up, blah, blah, blah. You know, like it's it's like all the stereotypes. You mentioned
0: the worst thing about him. Which is a shirt and a scarf.
1: Yo, that that is a red
0: flag. Scarf is a red flag. That means you are a presumptuous, pretentious ass.
1: Then the scarf got then it get dragged in the food or something like that. Yeah, I hope when Jesus comes back, he's coming
2: back with a T-shirt and a and a scarf wrapped up like that, and then he goes up to him and he's like,
0: "Be like, who I'm now? sorry, Lord." <laughs> <laughs> who says I'm falling um, at his feet, washing his feet with the scarf? I'm so sorry. <laughs> man. But,
1: oh man! But I also I also really have a thing for films who. That present itself some type of way, and then it winds up being something else later down the road.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yep. I feel like you don't get that as much
2: <laughs> now. I, I wonder if anybody's ever going to do a horror movie that turns into a rom com and stays a rom com. <laughs> you, you know, I, I I don't know how you can do that, but <laughs> maybe they survive like the the mass murder, and then they go out and just had like like what a great. The- what that reminds
1: me of this movie, um, what's it called? Warm Bodies? The zombie, Warm Bodies? Yeah, I like that movie, though. Yeah, but you know, it kind of make you think, oh, this is a zombie movie a little bit, and then it's just a romantic comedy the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I guess that's kind of that, but you kind of come into it knowing that it's kind of like a horror romantic. No, movie. I mean, I mean, like, okay, like, basically, think, I know what you did last summer, two kids survive, and then they go off and, like, have a great marriage. <laughs>
0: Nah, next summer have
1: a great summer then, then is it, definitely not a horror movie <laughs> but i said no but i mean like okay like you like we would say this is definitely not a rom-com like
2: basically wherever the movie stays the longest or really maybe what the movie ends on is what you end up saying the movie's gonna be because basically your first heck has to be like some crazy genre that's not gonna like you wouldn't easily transition to the second uh genre so that would be the idea may i wonder if more people would try something like with like bizarre combinations. Cause it seems like you could do some fun stuff with it.
0: We were talking about this a little bit. We were talking a little bit about last night in Soho before we started recording. And that kind of does that where it's kind of like a almost coming of age, like in the big city movie and then turns into a basically a horror movie. And mm. then one of my favorite movies ever is vanilla sky, which is a complete <laughs> like, Whoa, that's a good movie that we started as. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: The vanilla sky is definitely that um that movie i told you guys about that i always talk about on here was it three iron Mm. it's definitely like four different movies in one so i still don't know the genre of that movie i I keep meaning to look at what's it called one more time three iron i think i'm gonna i'm gonna actually like just buy
2: the movie and, and like watch it over the weekend and if it's if it sucks to you, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry.
1: man. It was pretty amazing my to me.
2: I can't <laughs> wait. She's gonna be so
1: excited. I'm be like, baby. Oh, this is not gonna believe. Definitely is a Sarah movie. You know what kind of <laughs> does that? Um, Power of the Dog kind of does it. Yeah, so low key. Yeah, it
2: does. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Actually, it does. It does.
0: If I yeah. can think of three more, we'll do a list on moviemaker.com.
2: <laughs> yeah, that'll be a cold be, list. right that nah, would that'd be an amazing list. <laughs> Uh, I think before you write it, so you put the idea away. Watch Three Iron and like right. it deserves to be on the list. Because <laughs> if it does, like, that'd just be really funny. <laughs> oh,
1: it's such a weird movie that
2: no one has ever seen. I meant to... No. I, look, we, we got sidetracked somehow. I feel like it was my fault. I wanted to mention something that you... or well, go back to something you said, Keith, about, like, women being a part of the system and stuff. So... Mm-hmm the one thing about this movie that did leave me a little confused so let me first get to that point but the, the wife was a little confused for me but yeah um I like how at the end the girl's like it's women like you <laughs> like she's she like sort of like you know killing her because she was just like I can't believe you would ever like as another woman be even like because she's like all right i can because the thing is like what keeps happening is the characters in the film so they get in trouble molly and noah and noah gets in trouble because she's just too trusting with with steve and then molly gets in trouble because she's too trusting of a wife of the wife because she's another woman she's like well, another woman wouldn't you know because if she is has this she's like i'm gonna go to her woman to woman Let her know what I'm saying. You know, look like he's with my friend. Oh, I can see you kinda in denial. It's cool. Oh, your husband's here. Okay, I can confront him with you present because you're another woman. Yada 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 yada. Oh, okay, cool. And then she, I know she had to wake up like you gotta be fucking kidding me. I'm gonna kill this woman if I ever see her again. I can't wait. And so. You know she's probably just been up in there, just dreaming about it, just dreaming about it. Like, yeah, because she's the one there. knocked her out, then. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that was the that coolest was that shot. Thing. That's the best shot. Like when she knocks her out, and then it With turned, the, and the girls to the bar. The guy at the bar. That was oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, that was that, so good.
1: That was a perfect use of that music
2: too, dude. <laughs> the music's pretty cool. Golden girls well. thing.
0: Um, oh my god, I
2: love. Perfect. That the black guy,
0: like this movie yeah, has he, so
2: much he, just random comedy. He, he responded so
1: black to that situation, man. then said, "No, nah, uh-uh. I said, I said, I know he not gonna do what I would do, and he did exactly what I would." And I know <laughs> my ass would have been like, "Oh, I'll call
2: the police, or I'll call somebody, but I'm not going in that shit. I Ain't would... no lights on. I hear gunshots. Mm-mm. Nope, and I hear yeah. and I hear the name of her friend."
0: Mm-mm. Nah, no, I no. would have gone in. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> <ever since laughs> the podcast, um, you know, because I I was like he
1: he kind of pulled up and he saw the house and he was like oh this kind of in the middle of nowhere like what's going on like <laughs> and then well, yeah but then it seems like that would have had me fucked up but then you know he was
0: present for the gunshots and then he hear that name I would have been like nope it's has yeah, he also did the too. smart horror movie thing where it's like don't go in yes yeah, no go you have a car
1: just leave. But it also, definitely. I'm kind of glad that he didn't come like and be like a hero, and they were able to, they handled. Yeah, it yeah, the women did it themselves. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Narratively, yeah. the women had to handle it.
1: They had to handle it. It, so, it kind of remind me of um the end of um Death Proof when the women just beat the shit out of Kurt. Yeah, Russell. yeah. Getting involved to business—that shit was funny. <laughs> uh, the
2: one thing about this movie that did bug me a little bit, though, was the wife. I was very confused about that character um i really love the idea of well i am again the horror part of this movie i am terrified because that house don't look that different from my house uh on the inside and you know really like or even like on the outside houses around where, I, where i'm at but then on top of that it's like you know she putting the kids to bed like normal parents and you no know, just living life despite the fact we find out later that you know he likely was a victim of hers or she was part of the network yeah of things they did like i don't know steve ain't his name bernard ain't his real name i don't think uh he's just doing what he does like he's just an agent for these people um packaging them up and, and
1: doing whatever so um i'm sorry go ahead no, I was going to say, when you think about it, it kind of makes sense, though, because how else would he ever have met a woman? like? No, 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 no. Like- well, what I'm saying is, okay, so basic with the wife, so she is
2: both, like, there's this moment, like, when we see her kind of, like, grabbing her head, like, she just really bothered. So I kind of realized he had been one of her victims at that point, or had been in, in somehow in that network. But then later, she's, like, cold and calculated when he's dead, and then almost, like, she's, like, you know, going after um, like I didn't totally understand. Oh,
1: I see where you confused because see, because because you're like
2: see. look, she she shows up with an agent for that network. We don't know what they're right. called or anything, right?
1: Yeah. So when you were seeing that moment when she was by herself and she looked at it conflicted, mm-hmm. I feel like it wasn't because she felt bad for the woman or what she was doing. I felt like she was doing that because she her husband was potentially cheating on her.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh-huh, well, uh-huh. she knows oh. the drill because she, that's how she. And then she her. saw the box. Yeah, right. for sure. And she knows but, she, like, kind of said, sedu- what I don't want to say seduced him, but she did whatever she did to get out of being eaten. Right.
1: Yeah. So she, oh, she, so she's she was a,
0: repli- Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't read that all the way. No, she, okay. She, she
1: was probably, you know, a victim at one point and she came up to the point of, you know, where she had. Oh, so had she became the new months. girl. So bait, you bait. But see, I don't know. See, the only
2: reason I don't totally, I don't know that she was going to be replaced. I mean, unless he would just move everybody because he had a family. I was going to say, I don't think that she thought,
1: I don't think she thought she was going to be replaced. It was just the same way that any woman would be upset because their husband stepping out on them.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's why, that's why
1: it's a a weird dynamic because these are just weird people. But yeah, I think, I think that's probably what's happening. And, and, and like I said, he probably the only way he ever been close to a woman was because he seduced her and then cut a body part ate. off of her. <laughs> and yeah. so that's probably how they met. And then she may in some type of weird way. Oh, no, she be, didn't like he, in love with him. He said, actually, I'm sorry. Um,
0: he said
2: that Noah was the only other person who, who would eat with him
0: right right well there's also that great joke at the end where she's like he's married
2: yeah that was great i love that joke (laughs) that's so good
0: but yeah it's almost like noah was becoming his soulmate because she was the one who's willing to eat with him like even which even his wife wouldn't do i guess well the
2: fact he just says nobody else would so however that shakes out you know he was like i knew you were special when i first saw you
0: depending on how deep you want to go into this like we saw the whole Jane Campion th- this week. And then there's when Jean- Jane Campion said that the the Williams sisters didn't have to go up against the men like she did. Ooh. And then there was this whole thing on Twitter. We talked about it. The whole yeah. thing on Twitter where people were like, you don't have to tear down other women in order to advance yourself. And also don't be yeah. that white woman who's tearing down black women to, to big up yourself. And then somebody posted the Bill Burr routine on SNL where he's like, how the fuck did white women push themselves to the front of the woke m- movement when mm-hmm. you were like riding with us the whole way like you were a lot of everything and i just it got me really think about that a lot because that's kind of what this woman is doing she's like working mm-hmm. with him and carmelo sopranoing him and supporting him all along with this but it's a good metaphor because she's also kind of a victim because
2: mm-hmm.
0: women like bill burr's routine is really funny but like the reality is women couldn't vote any women until 1920. so like it isn't like they were really 100 on board with everything
1: the whole way
0: um there might have been some who were on board the whole way but you think about all the horrible i mean up until like at least 1970 1980 you can't really say women are treated as equals in any sense Mm -hmm, and you know mm -hmm. even now if you look at payroll and things like that of course they're not
2: yeah no 100 percent. and we just had yesterday um equal payday i believe it was nice i think it was yesterday anyway but yeah i mean i i think this movie does a lot of things really well. Um, I'm, I'm really surprised that I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I, I wish it was getting a bigger push. It's, it's a really, um, you know, you're just not going to see a lot of movies like this. So I'm, I'm glad we had a chance to check it out and, and give it some attention. Ho- hopefully, you know, people will see this. People who see look, if, if in some ways we didn't even give away the end in many ways. The last sequence, last action sequence was really cool. Yeah. um If somebody you you listen to this and have not watched this movie i definitely recommend checking it out. It is yeah, an experience all its
0: own. If it you listen to this and it. haven't seen the movie, what is your sure. life? Yeah, <laughs> uh, are you <laughs> are you a Keith Denny super fan? Which is fine.
1: Right. <laughs> you just coming here for me, yeah. That's right.
2: But uh, if you enjoyed yourself and you got this far, definitely give it a review. Definitely let a friend know you enjoyed it. Tell them to check it out. Uh, what else do we normally go through? Keith, the socials, where can people find us?
1: Find us on Instagram at the Low Key Pod. Boom.
2: Um, Tim, anything awesome to plug for Movie Maker?
0: Um, I just think Margot Sapel did a terrific interview with Mimi, Mimi Cave, the director of this movie on Movie Maker. You can find it at moviemaker.com. Um, she really adds a lot of depth to film and that interview and all the stuff we just talked about. Add to the show notes, maybe? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I know it.
2: <laughs> you can get right there. That way you can, as you're listening, click on it, check it out. Um, so anyway, we will be back next week. Um, this was definitely a situation where we didn't know what we were going to do and had a very welcome surprise. Thanks to Keith's Ingenuity. Ingenuity. Uh, I think there's definitely stuff to cover. We'll figure it out. Something deserves attention, it hasn't gotten it yet.
1: Most definitely. All, All right, deep. we'll
2: holla y'all soon. Oh, maybe Bel Air, maybe
1: Bel Air, maybe like 15 episodes. Of <laughs> yeah, it's
0: seems... me. We'll, we'll... I don't know. Do, <laughs> <laughs> do I have we'll to figure. watch every episode of the Fresh Prince first? I don't think I've seen a single episode of Fresh Prince. What? what? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. No, I think <laughs> it's it's a completely different
1: here. thing. But we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that off show. Oh, but um, well, but we out of here then. Peace.